Blog Talk Radio. Well, hi everybody. Uh, for once, I came in at the right time. Woohoo! Yeah, hi. So my name's Wendy Mulder, and today we are well, going hi. to be talking about. Oh, for once, I came in at the right time. Oh, hold on. Uh oh. I fixed it. It's okay. I realized I had that browser open. I'm sorry. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> naughty Lisa. <laughs> so I'll start again. But hello, everybody, because I know in some places it may be nighttime or it could be morning or evening or afternoon. Well, here in Australia, it is 2 o'clock and it's actually really lovely and sunny outside. And um, I have with me today the amazing Lisa Murray. And I'm just so grateful because Lisa is just, she's amazing. She is spontaneous, she's flexible, she's creative, and she's just next 10 seconds with what else is possible. So it's just for everyone who's going to be listening to this call, um, just hold on to your seats because Lisa is amazing. <laughs> so hi, Lisa. <laughs> hi, Wendy. Thank you. How much fun can we have? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I just want to start off with, you know, what what it was just so amazing, and it was I'm really grateful for the vulnerability and and just the willingness and the courage to actually just acknowledge, um, you know, some of those things that have occurred in your life because I think so many of us, like, we don't want to say anything or we don't want to talk about it and, you know, and so it just sort of, it just sits there for a long time. So, so grateful that you were just willing to go, well, look, you know, this this is what's occurred with me and this is what I've changed and this is how it is for me now. So I'd love you to just maybe just give a little... A little bit about that, that would be awesome. Yeah, right. Wow, where to start? Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a really good question. Yeah, so I guess, you know, when we started talking about sort of, you know, nurturing yourself like beyond grief, like I looked at grief as, well, grief is, of course, yes, when people or animals die, but there's also a lot of grief around loss. You know, and I went through a phase a few years back where literally within like 18 months, I lost just about everything. Like I lost my dog, I lost my house, I lost my relationship, and it was really intense. You know, and like, and you knew me at that time, and you would remember what I was like. I, you know, I can't say it was the most fun I've ever had, but when I look at what's been created out of that, it's really truly been amazing. Like if I had stayed. In that relationship, if I had stayed with my house, I would not have the magical, amazing life that I have now, you know. And so sometimes I think when we look at what we've lost, if we took our attention and we actually moved it to what we could create, you get to have this whole different possibility. And that was something I really had to move through because in the beginning, like what you focus on, on is everything that you've lost, right? And yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. Anyway, you can ask me some questions because there's a lot of things I could say, and it's like, where would you like to go with it? Yeah. Well, what, well, what was, well, what was some of sort of the, so what was some of the sort of practical, 
you know, actions that you did do that actually, you know, really started you inviting something different into your life? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things actually was to not make me wrong for the choices I'd made because it was a very intense couple of years. You know, there was lots of legal stuff and, yeah, it was not a picnic. And I went through a phase where I was just making myself constantly wrong for what I'd created because, you know, if you don't acknowledge that in some way you've created this or some way you've chosen this, then you actually also can stay stuck there for a long time. And for me, I was like, okay, so I made, you know, probably two choices that pretty much really stuffed up my life, like, you know, in major ways. And yet, once I stopped judging myself for that, once I went, okay, so I made those choices, what's possible now? A whole different space became available. And it was really just this thing of going, okay, so what if that's not wrong? What if I'm not wrong? What if there's a totally different possibility here that I've not even seen yet? And that's truly what has come out of, you know, all that time. Yeah, that's and and, and there's, that's quite amazing. And there's just something that you said there too about actually acknowledging, you know, being really willing to look at it and acknowledge what it was that was created, that you created, and then actually being able to move on from that. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like yeah, that, sure. You know, cause yeah, because how much do we do, how much, you know, when there is some sort of loss or, or, or that energy that comes up that we sort of like, we don't want to look at it or we avoid it, whereas if we actually do acknowledge yeah. it, it actually allows for something totally different is what you're saying, isn't it? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah because what I found was while I wasn't acknowledging firstly that I created it by my choices, and secondly, that I did choose it in some bizarre way, even though it wasn't what you would logically choose. And this is the thing, people go, but I wouldn't choose something like that. None of us would choose it logically or cognitively, but somewhere we do choose it. Like I chose to be in a relationship with someone who was quite abusive and I didn't get that they were abusive, but that was my unawareness. And so often we choose from a space of unawareness rather than awareness. So that's the first thing is to go, okay, I was a little bit unaware there. What else is possible now, right? And and yeah. in doing that, what happens is you free up the space from making yourself wrong. You go, okay, cool. I'm not choosing to be that unaware anymore. I'm going to be different. And, you know, there were many layers of this for me. Like it probably took another two years after the worst of it had got over before I really got to a space where I just have no point of view about it now. You know, interestingly enough, my ex sent me this rather mean email the other night. I hadn't heard from him for four years. And I just looked at it and I giggled and I put it in the spam bin. And it was just like, nothing to do with me. And it was so cool to be able to do that because there would have been a time when that would have triggered me. And now I'm just like, oh, what a lucky escape I had. And that was it, you know. And Yeah, wow. Yeah, go on, sorry, you keep going. I just wanted to say this, like, it's like when you take all the wrongness off yourself and, on, and the wrongness off the situation, like if you just go, okay, this is how it is, what can I create from here? Because you can't create from the past. You can only create really from the present or potentially, I guess, from the future in some ways. And so if you're trying to create based on, like it was interesting, he sent me that email based on the person I was four years ago and I would have got upset about that four years ago. And the other day I just laughed because it, it's not who I am anymore, you know. And so what comes out of yeah. these spaces is 
the the I guess the capacity to to create a totally new reality for yourself actually and to not be the person who would choose that like I will never choose that again I can guarantee that because I would be so aware of someone who's abusive like walking down the street I'm aware of which people are abusive and which ones are kind it's clear to me now it never used to be clear to me so I am really actually very grateful for that situation because it totally has changed probably the entire future possibilities of my life yeah wow that's yeah like that is that, that is that is so cool, and that and, and and so it was one of the um, so it's like the wrongness, but also the, in that willingness to um, is the allowance, and 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 so even like with getting the email, so what? How did you find? Um, you know, with getting that email and just being able to to laugh at that now, and. And so can you talk a little bit more about the energy of that? Like just that, because it's, it's that one, isn't it, of like just being interesting point of view that this is what this person is saying now. Yeah, so is well, it, um, it, was, that, it yeah. was so cool. But for me, what it showed me was that I do have interesting point of view with that person, you know. Yeah, like, wow. When we're talking about interesting point of view, it's just, oh, interesting point of view, he has that point of view. And there's no charge on it for me which I was just totally excited about, actually. You know, like I made a joke about it on Twitter because I just thought it was funny because he couldn't spell. And I just thought that was hilarious. And so it's like um, what happens is that if you stop making yourself wrong, and see, I don't make him wrong for any of this either. That's the other thing that's been really a gift for me in this. You know, and this is the nurturing part of it in terms of what we're talking about today because if I don't make me wrong and I don't make him wrong and I just go, oh, wow, he's still as insane as he was, that's awesome, right? Like because it's just an observation of, oh, that's how it is right now. And if you don't have a point of view about it, which is the interesting point of view, I have that point of view or interesting point of view, they've got that point of view, then it doesn't take up any of your time and energy. And so then you actually have the possibility to nurture the life and the future that you would like to have rather than always being wound up by other people's craziness. Yeah, and that's and that that's so wonderful too because in in that energy of being that you're actually allowing you're actually allowing for that other person to have an actual possibility if if they ever choose that because there's uh and that's that one of like um not being in judgment and being willing yeah. to actually wow, this is how this person's functioning. This is this is how it is, and and like yeah, and and being willing to just oh okay cool, be an allowance of that, not be affected by that, and what else is yeah like what what else is truly possible now? But the yeah. energy, I guess that that's so brilliant. The energy of not judging. Yeah, and you know that energy of not judging is the thing that nurtures you actually in this whole process, and you know. Even if, like, you know, someone has died or whatever, if you just go to the thing of, well, what if it's not wrong? You know, that question, yeah. gosh, it's got me out of so many holes in the last few years. Like, just asking, okay, what if this isn't wrong? It changes so much because the moment you go to, well, okay, well, if it's not wrong, what else could be possible here? And then that question leads you to something else and something else and something else, you know? So... You know, all in all, I'm actually, it's bizarre to say this and it's odd to say this, but I'm actually quite grateful for everything that occurred at that time because now it's like, um, 
it's one okay so one thing I didn't lose in that whole process was me okay like I realized that the one thing that no one could take from me is me and so now literally I look at every single thing that comes into my life and if I as long as I can still have me the rest doesn't really matter you know you can rebuild a business you can you know buy a new house if that's what you want and the funny thing was I realized that I actually don't require to own a house anytime soon that was the other interesting thing because I was brought up with you know you save up all your money and you buy yourself a house that was what our family does you know and I realized that actually I bought something that wasn't even really that true for me and having a house so there's all sorts of gifts in this you know and if you start to look at what the gifts are beyond the loss or beyond the grief, then there's really a lot of very magical possibilities available. Yeah, absolutely. And and can you talk a little bit too about the, um, like, not losing you? Like, yeah. You know, and, and like, not using, you know, like, there's no wrongness. And, and what other things, you know, to, to actually, because that's, a lot of people, um, that's what I find with a lot of people, you know, who go through any sort of loss is they 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 lose themselves or they hide themselves and with, mm. you know, a lot of those thoughts, feelings and emotions which aren't real but they buy as real because they're made so significant in this reality. Yeah. And, you know, this is interesting because, you know, I did have my meltdown moments. There were some pretty intense days amongst all of that. But most of the time I was good, right? And yeah. so it's like the not losing you is, and this I see this a lot, like with a lot of relationships where people are so entwined that they actually don't know who they are anymore. And I was really grateful that I left that relationship when I did because I realized that if I had stayed there, I would not have had any clue who I was just because of the person that my ex-partner was, you know. Um, And so it's like this thing of if you know what you would like to choose and what you would like to create and and who you would like to be. And in that relationship, I found myself being someone that I did not desire to be. And I realized that, oh, this is not working for me because I'm ending up being an angry, cranky bitch. And that's not my natural space. It's not who I desire to be. And it was one of the things that triggered me actually leaving because I was like, this is not how I wish to live the rest of my life, you know. Um, and so it's like I actually once asked Dr. Dane here from Access, so because I'm very um, empathetic, empath- empathic, empathic is the word, and... Um, it's like I'm so aware of other people's universes. And I said to him one day, well, how do I know when I'm being me? And he looks at me and he goes, well, when you're happy. And I'm like, oh, it's that easy? And literally, (laughs) it was like, oh, if I'm happy, I'm being me. If I'm not happy, I'm not being me. And, you know, I'm so grateful for the simplicity of that because there's been so many times when I was tempted to go into some version of not happy. And then I just went, oh, but that wouldn't be me. And the moment you have that, voice that oh that's not me what would do I truly wish to choose this then it can go away you don't have to choose it you can choose something else yeah that is so brilliant though isn't it like I really do that I just love that like it's so simple and it is just that one of like you know if it's if it's really funky and it's um just not light and easy it's not yours 
you know the the whole yeah. one of that if it's happy if you're happy and you're joyful and you're smiling well hey you know what can we choose now and it's and the the thing that's i think gets is when there is a grief that well or when there is a loss it's like well it's like we're not allowed to have that happiness there yeah yes yeah that's a oh god what a good thing to talk about because so many people think yes particularly i think if someone like a person dies then you're supposed to be sad and you know of course we have our moments when we miss that person there's no doubt about that but like it's if we want to prove how much we care by being sad that's not actually caring for either us or the other person in reality it's just sort of showing the world something that isn't even actually how it is because you know our caring comes in so many other ways besides being sad and I think a lot of people have misidentified and misapplied what what caring is and they actually think that if you're sad you know or if you're possessive or if you're you know, there's all these things that people think caring is that's got nothing to do with actual true caring. So when you start to look at that stuff and unravel it, it's like, well, what if it doesn't have to be a bad thing that I lost my house? What if my little dog is really happy going wherever she's gone, you know? And this is the interesting thing too is I think people forget you can talk to anything that you've left behind. Like, you know, probably the first year after my dog died, I would drive past my street where my house was maybe every couple of weeks because mm-hmm. I wasn't living in that house at the time. And I would feel her energy and I would just have a little chat with her, you know? And so you can do this. It's like everything continues to exist. It's, it's only the physical body that dies. And so you can always still have a conversation with the animal or the person or whatever. And yes, their physical presence isn't here, but what if that's, you know, part of, gosh, what if it's part of what is possible for your future to actually have different experiences? Like if I had stayed living in my house in Brisbane with my dog and, you know, boyfriend, whatever, I would not be travelling around the world now. I would not be living at the beach. I would not have learned to ride a horse. Like there are so many things I would not have done or learned because I would have got very enmeshed in that very normal sort of relationship. And actually when I look at it, that's probably not kind of the life I would like to lead. Yeah, and that's you know, and that that is that is so amazing because it it is, isn't it? It's just that it's that um, it's that wonderful, it's just that that wonderful choice. And there was something there that I was going to ask you that you were saying, and it's gone out of my brain. Um, uh, and it, it about oh, that's what as well that when you were talking about that, you know, when someone does when someone does die, and yeah, and that they it, it, you know it changes. They're not here physically anymore. And and it's it's like and my question is always well would they want you to be unhappy and sad and depressed um, would you know would they not want you to be that you know to be grateful to be happy to 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 cherish those times um, you know that that you had with that person and and even and that's of course when someone dies but as you, as we're talking about too is there's so many different types of loss like. In 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 your relationship, uh, you know, in, in example with that, the beautiful side of that is where when you're asking that question, you know, if it's if it's not a wrongness and you actually are able to receive this amazing gratitude and so many different choices, like 
and a, a lot of what Lisa and I are talking about today, a lot of the tools that 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 I know both of us are used from the access consciousness, um, they've just opened up so many doors, and they're just so simple. Just that one of like what Dr. Dane here was saying is, if you're happy, well, it's you. You know, it's the joyous. That's who you truly be, and and it's, sometimes it's the most simplest things like that that are the most potent. Oh, look, I think the simplest things are, Wendy. And, you know, yeah, wow. There's, it's like when, you know, because you were there when my dog was dying, right? And you were with me yeah. through that process, which I'm so grateful because you made it have so much more ease than what I ever imagined possible. And for both me and the dog, actually. And it was really interesting that when, like, because I had to get her put down at the end, and she, we had a little chat, and I talked to her about what was going to happen, and she ran to the car. And she had not run to the car in probably two or three months. And she knew, and she was happy to go. She had chosen it. It was her time. And I think so so much of the time we judge that something or someone dying is wrong, when actually it's just the time they're choosing. And what if that's okay? And what if the gift they're giving us is that capacity to nurture ourselves into having something different, into having a, a greater life than what we have with them? Because so much of the time, I think, when, when someone dies or something goes away, we think that there is a loss. And actually, what if is a contribution that we haven't often acknowledged? Yeah, and that's a... Um and that that is a, a a great question. That one, like, what contribution, you know, has what contribution is 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 now? Like, what, what contribution from this grief, can, you know, can show up now? Mm-hmm. And I, I know I gave that question to someone the other day, and they were just they were just gobsmacked. It was just such yeah. a 180 degree turn to actually ask what you know what contribution can this be to our life now. And and that's what I love about, you know, so much of this is actually just turning it around and looking from a totally different perspective. Yeah. And I think, you know, because a lot of people think that nurturing is all about sort of the self-care. And for me, nurturing is about so much more than that. It really is about nurturing the future, nurturing possibilities, nurturing, you know, something different. And if we, like sort of I guess have that enjoyment of change almost if we just sort of look at everything as change and like well how can I enjoy this you know then that creates a different possibility as well and it's not to say that you maybe want to go dancing around the day of the funeral although you know why wouldn't you celebrate that person's life like really when I look at it it's like you know it's just a transition and what if we could literally celebrate every transition and not have a point of view about whether it's right or wrong. Because if you didn't have a point of view about it being right or wrong, you could just celebrate the change. Yeah, I love that one. And, and enjoyment of change. Um, that I just love the I love the energy of that. The enjoyment of change. And and actually, on that note too, I know that you're doing a class that's coming up. Is it? Um, can you? What's the name of that one yes. that you've got coming up about nurturing? Okay. Yes, so I run um, a series that is every second month, 30 days at a time, called the Nurture Sessions. And in June, our next, we're just about finishing one now, and the June topic is actually nurturing 
what is it? Nurturing trust. So really looking at how you trust you, how you trust you to make the choices that you make. And, you know, and this is a part, a really big part of having ease with change because if you trust you to make a choice that's going to work for you, then you won't have a big point of view about the change. You'll just be going, oh, cool, that's what I'm choosing. So if you're interested in that, um, I haven't quite set up the website for it yet, but if you go to www.creativitylab.tv slash nurture, 2015, you'll actually find the introductory information and I'll probably have a website up within the next few days that will actually, um, yeah, you'll be able to click through from there. So yeah, because it is really, um, yeah, amazing to actually be able to play with change in ways that are nurturing, that are a contribution, that actually give you joy and ease rather than making it struggle street. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. I didn't, and so... Because I know you're doing the one at the moment, embracing courage, um, and 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 so I didn't realise that you do one thirty day every two months. Is that yes? Every so the next month. one starts yep. every yeah. So the next one starts in June, and yeah. I I just I've been doing um, I've not not done any of these ones of, of Lisa's, but I've just finished doing the well. We're nearly finished doing the embracing courage, and it's just been amazing. I've just loved it because every day. You give us a different, well, different questions, and it's just totally putting us into that whole enjoyment of change and trusting what we know and asking ourselves questions, and it's brilliant. <laughs> well, just thank like, you. And it's yeah, fun too, it's right? So <laughs> What's that? I said, and it's fun. Like it sounds like work. Oh it's, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's a very playful adventure rather than you know, dragging yourself through a very serious sort of I'm going to learn to trust myself. It's much more of a fun adventure than that. Oh, absolutely. It is. It's, it is. It's, it is fun. And it, it is just, um, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. And, and as well, being on, on the computer, that was a new thing for me because I was like, how can you do this on the computer? <laughs> and it's so cool because Lisa just interacts with you with whatever questions you have. So... Check it out. I totally, you know, totally recommend it. So much fun. And um, I know you're, you're so welcome. And, and look, as well, if anyone would like to know any more information about, you know, grief and loss and all, all of that, you can also go to my website, which is kindnesswithgrief.com. Also, um, Access Consciousness, wendymolder.accessconsciousness.com and Living With Ease Facebook. So there's lots of different places, um, yeah, that you can actually get more information and there's blogs and, as I say, with Lisa's classes. It's all, um, it's just all there to contribute to a totally different possibility. So, um, yeah, so what, what what nurturing to everyone listening to this call, like what... What now can you be willing to actually, you know, hear and receive different about what else you could do to nurture yourself and and actually um, know that it can be fun? You know, like I know it's like fun and grief just don't seem to go together very well. But it's actually is possible to actually, you know, lighten it up and allow for something different to show up. So Lisa... Have you got just a last couple of words? Because 
I know we're getting close. I think it's like I think we've got about five minutes left or something like that. So, um, anything that you would like to say about nurturing you beyond grief? <laughs> I mean, yeah. hey, you know how long do we got? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think you know one of the most important things is that if you actually look at life as an adventure and as something that you know, you can play with it, you can experiment, you can create things and then change them. If you don't look at, like a lot of people look at life as this very permanent kind of thing. You make a choice and you must stick to it for the rest of your life. But if you were to start to play with, well, what if everything can be changed? And what if I'm willing to change anything and everything? What happens with that is that you don't get so stuck in this has, it has to be this way. Because a lot of that grief around loss comes from a point of view that, oh, it has to be this way. And then the moment it's not that way, you're, you know, you're unhappy. And what I've yeah. found is that if I, if I didn't have any conclusions about how it should be, then what actually shows up is how it can be that's actually usually a lot more fun. You know, if you had said to me, could I design my life like this, I wouldn't have logically been able to plan it out in advance. But by each day, just choosing a little more and a little more and to, you know, go with the flow of what is possible, so much magic has shown up. And, you know, to the point where I really truly am grateful for what has been possible in these last few years, it's shown me so many things about how I create money and, you know, like what kind of people I would like to have in my life. Like there are just so many things that show on me. So if you look for the gift in everything and you look for the joy in everything, then you're going to come to this space where, yes, of course you'll miss the person, but it won't be like, it won't take over your life. You know, and I see so many people, sometimes on Facebook, where it's like the grief has taken over their life. And it's like, what yeah. else is possible? What if you were to acknowledge the grief but not let it take over your life? Because, you know, you're still there. You still have a life and make the most of it. Yeah. Awesome and brilliant. Perfect timing as well. <laughs> that is so cool. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm so grateful for you being in this planet and just the joy that you bring. So thank you so much and um, look forward to talking to you soon. Okay, thanks for having Bye. me. Bye. Bye. You're so welcome. Bye. <laughs>